I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey guys, Matt Donald here. Just letting you know once again that I now have a Patreon. I mean, now, I say now. It's been a while, but you know, I'm just like, I like to let people know. Uh, at patreon.com slash matthewdonald. There you can find bonus content for both the Ritwit and Paleobites, my two podcasts, although I'm a bit slacking on Ritwit content. I need to post some more stuff there, but there's plenty of Paleobite stuff at least, and that's the show you're hearing this in front of, so that's what matters. But there's plenty of bonus content in general. For Paleobites, we look at different pop culture featuring prehistoric animals, and this month we're talking about Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, the fifth installment of the Jurassic Park series and the second installment of the new Jurassic World trilogy. That's good stuff. Also, my uh, nephew, my 10-year-old nephew, is the co-host, so that's pretty cute, right? He's nice. He's a good co-host. And also, that movie, like a lot of people hate it. I love it. I think it's great stuff. Link to the Patreon is in the description. Thank you for your support, and have a wonderful rest of your day. I can't sing. I can't even hold a note. Roar. Growl. Snarl. Bellow. Welcome to Paleo Bites, the podcast where we make delicious meals with a specific diet. Oh wait, that's the other Paleo Bites show. This one's about dinosaurs. <laughs> My name's Matthew Donald, and each week I and a rotating series of guest co-hosts talk about and rate a genus of prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. This week I'm joined by uh, one of my good college friends and a mother who just recently was able to put their child to sleep so we can record. Finally. Christina Franklin, how are you? Grateful that he's still asleep. Yeah, let's try not to get too rowdy, I guess, with this. Otherwise, we'll wake him up. Well, he's on a really soft bed with two inches of uh, cushion below him, so... Mm. Well, that's nice. Sounds pretty comfortable. Uh, in this uh, uh, pandemic we're going through here at the time of recording, this is April when we're recording, I still live with my parents. I was going to move out this year, but then all this happened, and it's hard to get enough jobs to uh, yeah, be able but... to pay rent. <laughs> and I'm just like, I need the emotional blanket you know i need the comfort of my mommy and daddy through these hard times i'm almost 30 guys i really should get out get over this <laughs> but i swear i'm going to move out it's not as it's not as rare as it used to be i'm not quite as lame as i would be 10 years ago <laughs> that's so. happening to a lot of people i have another friend who was going to move out this year but she's a substitute teacher mm. uh yeah that must be difficult <laughs> i might just edit all this out it's very personal but so, okay, so who lives with their parents? Certainly not me. But 
<laughs> we're going to talk about, uh, I'm really sad we were talking about our parents, because the animal we're talking about is, has an unfortunate name, <laughs> anthrop Anthropornis. <laughs> Which makes it even more awkward that we were talking about parents. <laughs> yep, uh, it means man bird. <laughs> it's a giant penguin, uh, the biggest penguin of all time. The size of a man. It's the size of a man. I, I don't know if when you were in when you were in uh, grade school when we talked because I remember when I was in first grade uh, and we were doing we we're talking about penguins. One, they made us watch Pebble and the Penguin, but two. I don't uh, remember that one. It's like a uh, Don Bluth movie that's not very well remembered, but ah. Now they good. probably make them watch March of the Penguins. Right. Um, but also, they had a, are you bigger than an emperor penguin? An emperor penguin is three feet, 11 inches, so most of us were bigger. But. Yeah. At the zoo, they actually, at the uh, Henry Dorley Zoo, at the uh, penguin enclosure, they yeah. actually have on the wall different penguins. Yeah. Like, the different sizes. They've got the emperor penguin. They've got... Uh, the king oh, penguin. Yeah, they've got the king penguin. They've got, like, six different penguins. A deli penguin. They've got an opus. Oh. They have Galapagos penguins? Mmm, I don't remember. I'll have to look. Great. The zoo's, the, the zoo's closed right now, so maybe, they, maybe they'll maybe right. they show it on their virtual tour. Yep. Great auk. Remember those? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> but that still doesn't come to the size or the unfortunateness of its name. As the, the Anthropornis. <laughs> the great man bird himself. <laughs> yes. Anthropornis. Uh, so it's type, it's uh, the technical term is a sphincid, which is the penguin family. Uh, size 6 feet slash 1.8 meters tall, 200 pounds or 90 kilograms. So it's, at, it's even the weight of most uh, most human males. Yeah, it's... it's Adult I, human males. I wish I was the weight of an Anthropornis. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad I'm not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're you're about. Actually, I'm not gonna say what you are, but <laughs> let's not say people's weight on this public <laughs> forum. <laughs> well, you'd probably get mine wrong right now. Yes, diet carnivore. <laughs> uh, time middle mid Eocene to early Oligocene, so 45 to 33 million years ago. 12 million years for a single genus is not bad. Most genuses last only about seven million years. Um, well, and I've got a comparison here. Mm. The largest modern penguin is the emperor penguin. Right. So, I mean, it's twice the size of an emperor penguin. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Indeed. Um, location, Antarctica and New Zealand. Uh, described in 1905. Pop culture appearances, I have two. First off, somewhere on your hard drive in the folder, <laughs> boring work stuff. Because you don't want anyone else to enter it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Or like homework. <laughs> but also in the H.P. Lovecraft novel, At the Mountains of Madness. You found this one for me, which is cool. <laughs> Where fictional descendants of this bird use their large beaks to prey on small dinosaurs. Even those poor dinosaurs. Was, even though this was well after dinosaurs, but uh, oh well. Also, apparently you said they have elbows in this. Yeah, uh, this particular type has a bent joint in the wing. Yeah, and penguins do not have those, so... It, it's believed to be a carryover from flying ancestors. Mm, that makes sense. Because, if you think about it, modern penguins do not fly. Nope, they, they, they kind of go them up and down when they... That's all they can do. They don't really steer them. 
No. Yeah, they just go up and down. Uh, they mostly use their feet and their bodies to swim. Mm-hmm. Usually it's the feet, and then they use their head to steer themselves. Right. Anyways, uh, this giant bird, bird has a rather unfortunate name, as we all have noticed. <laughs> and said many times. It comes from the Greek words anthropo, meaning man, like anthropology, and ornus, which means bird, like ornithology. And that's and- so not where you want to split it. <laughs> <laughs> And combined together, creates the snicker-inducing anthropornis. <laughs> uh, the baby did not like it. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I guess we got our uh, rating on that joke. <laughs> yes, it's like, no, I do not approve. Well, that's good because he's three months old. <laughs> yes, he shouldn't approve. So uh, I braved the defiling of my internet history to search for this. But after learning that this bird was described in 1905, I looked up to see when the term porn or pornography was first coined. Oh, boy. And to see if they should have known better back then. Turns out, while the word pornography was coined in 1842, it meant ancient lewd painting, especially in temples of Bacchus or Dionysus. Well, that makes sense if you think about what Bacchus was the god of. He was the god of wine. Kind of wine in Mm -hmm. excess and kind of like... But like, its modern meaning of obscene picture wasn't first used until 1906, a whopping one year after Anthropornis was described. You got away with it by the skin of your teeth, paleontologists. <laughs> Although I'm not sure, I didn't look it up that much further, when we normally shortened it to porn rather than pornography, but I'm assuming much later. Well, if you think about it, think of the uh, root with the ography. Mm, right, because ography means like picture or picture glyph or graph. Yeah. yeah. So basically, shortening it takes the picture part of it out because most of the time when people think of porn, they think video. Right, exactly. That's true. Like porn, yeah. Anyways. Anyway. Back Moving on. on. The, back onto the man penguin. <laughs> the, man, the man bird itself. Uh, Anthropornis gets its name due to being a bird the size of a man. And indeed, it's the biggest known species of penguin in the entire fossil record. What makes it interesting to me is that it first evolved 45 million years ago only 20 million years after the extinction of the non-avian dinosaurs. And penguins, like all birds, are still technically dinosaurs, which means that some dinosaurs became aquatic quite rapidly after the demise of their bigger brethren, which is pretty cool to me. (laughs) But then again, Hesper Ornus was a big aquatic bird that actually lived alongside the other dinosaurs, so I guess it's not that interesting. Have you ever heard of Hesper Ornus? It's a big duck-like flightless bird from the Cretaceous period. Hmm, I actually had not. Yeah. Uh, its wings are very small. It mainly swam by kicking its feet. Well, see, it makes me wonder if this man bird 
had a bent joint in the wing. How did it go from that to modern penguins not having that? I don't think it did. I think that that's the thing that H.P. Lovecraft made up, so... No, 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 this is before that. Oh, that's true. Uh, I don't know, I guess... Well, the way evolution works, it's just that whatever, like... Animal gets a mutation, and then the mutation helps it survive. Because if the mutation does nothing, it just... The animal the animal just doesn't pass on its gene, or, or it just dies right away. But if the mutation is helpful, it's more w willing to pass on the gene. So somehow... Having no joints in the wing helped it. Well, maybe it was, uh, well, the, the, um, like I've never island that it's, well, the island that it's been found on is Seymour Island, which oh, yeah. is between Antarctica and New Zealand, so maybe those that went closer toward New Zealand kept their joint and those that went to Antarctica didn't. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. But, like, I know... Because I, I, I'd heard that's how evolution works, but I never really had it described to me as well as when I watched uh, the Cosmos with uh, Neil Pat not Neil Patrick Harris, <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson, a very different <laughs> man. Yes, very. Uh, with a very different legacy. Yeah, but they're both really cool people, so that's good. Um, but uh, uh, he talks about how in, like, the polar bear. It's a white bear, right? Now, the bear's that he evolved from were brown, like other bears. Uh, but the problem with having brown fur in the snow was that it, you could still hunt and be successful, but it would be difficult. However, let's say there was a fluke, and most evolution ge genetic things are just flukes, like, you know, just like sort of like a guy who can is double-jointed, like a, a man who's double-jointed, or something like that. Like, there's just flukes that somehow help it survive. So let's say this one bear cub has the fluke, of it has white fur. But because of all the snow, it is able to hunt better. So it's more likely to survive because of its white fur. And therefore, it's more able to pass on the white fur gene from generation to generation. Well, So that means that the ones without white fur, they died off, while the ones with white fur kept going. So somehow... In that, in that particular region, or in that particular case, I can see that. But the kids yeah. have to choose whether or not to pass their genes on. No, they don't. But it's just it's just whether or not they're able to survive because the gene helps them. Right. Yeah. Like, but yeah, somehow that helped them because all penguins have no joints in their elbows. So. Well, all uh, modern penguins anyway. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, but who knows? <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that should be the mantra of this paleontology episode. Who knows? <laughs> this whole show. <laughs> but yeah, so there's yeah, that's basically all the information we know about big penguin. Am I right? Like its name is still <laughs> the best. Its name is still the best part. Like I'm still chuckling thinking about it. <laughs> it's so unfortunate. It's like the planet Uranus, you know? It's just sad. It's like, why would you name it that? Yeah, you know, in terms of Uranus, though, it, it, there's a there's a rather easy fix. We just, there's the Greek version of the god Uranus is Oranos, 
Name it that. That sounds cool. We're gonna rename Uranus Oranos. <laughs> at least then there won't. At least then it won't be the butt of so many jokes. Or if you're like, okay, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna avoid that. I'm gonna call it by its other pronunciation, Uranus. Like hee hee pee. <laughs> 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 you can't win. No. And it literally makes it the butt of so many jokes. It does. And Anthropornis, it makes it... Uh, I don't want to go into it. Never mind. No, let's not go into that. <laughs> okay, uh, so we're going to write the animal. People, what up? Yeah. People will make their own jokes about that. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> we're going to write the animal. one out of 65 million. Um, I'm really tempted to write it 69 million. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> uh, uh. I'm anyone not... who anyone who doesn't get that joke is way too young to be listening. Anyone to doesn't get that joke, good. <laughs> good. <laughs> okay, but I'm gonna rate it uh, something else. Maybe. Hmm. I don't know. I'm gonna have to say about 25 because of how unfortunate the name is. Yeah, the name. <laughs> last episode you were on, the name was all the points, and this one, the name subtracts points. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. You, you gotta take some off for the name on this one. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna give it, like, oh, maybe... Uh, but at the same time, it is a big, man-sized penguin, so that's pretty cool. So I'm gonna give it, like, 35 million. Like, yeah, I agree with that. Would have been 40 million if it weren't for the name. <laughs> I can see that. All right, well, that's it for uh, this week. Uh, if you want to get hold of the show, you can contact us at MattD at MattDonaldCreator.com. Ask us, what are you thinking? This is supposed to... Dinosaurs and other stuff, they're, they're good for kids. What are you doing? Uh, this is still... As I say, as long as it doesn't, it, it passes the filter of it doesn't have to be marked as explicit on iTunes, we're good. <laughs> so, uh, but if you, you can find me on social media at Methodon Creator on Facebook, at Methodon64 on Twitter, and Methodon64 on Instagram. Uh, we have a podcast, I have a podcast with my friend Matt David about writing called The Ritwits, where two twigs talk about writing. You've been on a couple episodes. Uh, so much fun. So much fun indeed. Uh, finally, I have a book series on Amazon Megazork, available for print and Kindle. Uh, Read it! It's worth it! They are pretty good. I mean, dinosaurs with laser guns, that's pretty cool. <laughs> well, you're also very biased. Oh, oh just, just a little. <laughs> just a <laughs> but, little. But definitely worth it. Alright, well, thank you. I'm glad, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, I'm currently working on a new book that has nothing to do with dinosaurs. I know, gasp! <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to hear more. Uh, it's about Tesla. Nikola Tesla, so. Interesting. Sneak Quite peek, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> Alright, well that's it for this week, and as we say at the end of every episode, uh, <laughs> what's the <a> penguin <laughs> noise? That, that, that's about as close as I think we would get. <laughs> oh, wait, no, no, I got a bad one. <clears throat> oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 On that note, <laughs> bye everyone. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.